Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about a classic, a, a great, dare I say, magnificent movie called Violet Evergarden, the movie. But before all that, before we delve into it, we were talking about some changes, talking about uh, my ego and how small it is and, and how big How humble Rick's, you are. And- yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, when you're as, as humble as I am, you just can't help but grow and, <laughs> and be uh, wonderful. But if you want to catch a part of that conversation or anything else that really that kind of happened during the whole pre-show uh patreon.com slash featured anime podcast a dollar a month will get you bonus content and more now on to the meat and potatoes uh violet evergarden the movie came out in september 2020 the studio for it is of course kyoto animation it's based off of light novel genres for it are drama fantasy and slice of life it ran for two hours and 20 minutes roughly about yeah yep and uh uh producer for it was uh Shochiku. Now, if you haven't seen the series, if you haven't seen um, anything revolving around it, I would definitely say that you need to go and watch the series first, simply because this plays and ties directly into the series and it is a direct continuation of the series. So you won't have any of the background, the growth, the relationships or anything like that, all the all the journey and everything like that that really grew, you won't have any of that. So just keep that in mind. If you haven't seen it, it is it is recommended that you do go back and, and watch it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And what I found to be kind of interesting, to be kind of um, unique, is this story isn't one story. It's like three, maybe four stories built into an overlay and i mean it's done well i I, i'm trying to think of a better way to say it but it was done incredibly well it brings you with unique stories that are not dependent on the series and it draws you in and it did a very very good job of bringing out emotions for lack of a better word that really i don't know they're hard to bring out in such a short amount of time you know yeah watching the show actually i will admit did help to to draw back the the certain emotions like i don't know sadness if you will but even still you have brand new characters that you're not initially attached to and the storytelling around it is good enough and relatable enough that you end up feeling what the characters feel and personally um bullcrap like I did not like be, being what I felt was like manipulated into caring about certain characters that, you know, on the street, I shouldn't have bothered to care about, you know? Yeah. No, I, uh, I understand completely. Um, 
but that's i think that's like kind of one of the things that i liked about it is that it forced you to 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 really care about certain characters or aspects of what was going on what was happening all right so for example like you have this kid in the movie yeah and he's going through a very hard time he's been in the hospital he's going through a lot and it's like you you only really meet him a couple of times and you learn like really quickly like his story his background not not in detail they give you just enough information so that way you understand so that way you know and yeah and even with that little bit of information the circumstances of what's happening how it's all laid out how it's portrayed in such a way just really it just really hits you. You know, it, it's like, it doesn't matter how little screen time they had, how few lines that he had. It's a character that you're able to immediately identify with. You're able to connect with, you're able to understand. And then with the, and this for what had happened. And I'll, I'll tell you this right now, that whole scene, honestly, just uh, when he's dying, uh, that scene, when he's saying goodbye to his friend, I'm going to be, yeah, hundred percent honest, man. That's that scene particularly really resonated with me uh, yeah. a lot because that's how I said goodbye to my father. Now, Damn. my father, he wasn't able to, uh, he wasn't able to verbalize. He wasn't able to talk. Um, and being that we were, we were in another state and his health took such a downturn so quickly. Um, just really, you know, th- that whole scene just like really made a lot of emotions flood back to me made me remember the whole the whole scenario the whole situation and my last words last words to him and everything like that and so this this movie particularly more so because this is the second time i've seen it first time i saw it, it hit hard this time i i would say honestly hit even harder because i was able to emotionally connect on such a fundamental level especially to that one character because of mm. his interactions his whole actions and everything like that i you know and it also helps kind of bring to light uh, some of the, you know, positives now with technology, there's a lot of drawbacks, a lot of negatives and everything like that, but there's also a lot of positives. And so the whole prem, pre, uh, premise for the story uh, just really kind of touches on that. It's uh, they're basically kind of starting to become a dying breed because there's telephones and phones are starting to become more prevalent, more common technologies advancing and, and everything's coming Absolutely. with it. And their jobs are to write letters for people who can't write. And so the whole, whole story is some of them are trying to deal with this, but because they had the technology, the friend, the friends were able to say goodbye to each other. He was able to finally say goodbye and apologize for things and, and make amends and just truly let him know how he felt. And it just, you know, just, the the writing and and the emotion that just went into the whole situation it's not just even something that portray- that's only affecting those two people it's everyone around them and the weight of what was happening just really weighs on the whole situation and and it it's something that hits you like deeply i agree now one of the interesting story i'm going to call it story device maybe story plot everything we were, were watching everything we're seeing it's already passed. It's already happened years and years and years ago. Yes. Um, probably to the tune of like, what, 50-ish years, maybe more? Um, because definitely, we're introduced. Definitely more, because the letters had long since stopped. And you know. Okay. And they you made kn- it up to 50. 
yeah, you know that that there were 50 years worth of letters. So and the and the mother looked definitely to be in her 50s. Yeah. So when you take a look, when you watch the series, there there's a very prominent person writing letters to her daughter in the series that you know makes you emotionally attached. And she goes, yeah, I'm not going to live too long and my, I'm not going to see my daughter's birthday. So what I want to do is I want to make sure that for the next 50 years, she gets a letter on her birthday and I want that to happen. So I'm going to imagine it's this time. And, and I mean, it's explained all in the story, but in the movie, it starts off with, you know, grandma's dead and now you got a grandchild there and a mom there. And the grandchild's talking about the grandma, you know, you, you didn't spend any time with her. She missed you. She loved you. Um, it gives the idea that no matter what your achievement in life, you always go back to the <laughs> tried and true thought process of, you know, on the deathbed, you don't wish you spent that extra hour or you, you don't you, you don't wish you spent more time at work. You know, you, you always wish you spent more time with people, with family, hindsight's, your regrets. Hindsight's 2020, 100% exactly. of the time. There's never, never a situation where that's not true. That's kind of how they, they bring this, this scenario up, about where the moms and the mom and the dad are still working. We don't really know what they're doing. I assume doctor stuff, but I, I don't know. And the granddaughter is like going through her grandma's stuff. She finds these letters and you yeah. realize... All these letters, they're the the grandma who just passed away was the daughter. And it took me a minute. I'm like, why are we seeing this here when we're like, we're, we're a good generation apart at least. Yeah. So how is this going to tie in? And it and ties in beautifully. As, it really, yeah, honestly, reading does. It. it ties in in great. And the transition in between what's happening in the past and the, then what's, happening current and air quotations for that it's tied tied in seamlessly and so when something's happening more in current time it's not completely un uh out of nowhere it's there for a reason it's meant to drive the story it's plot driven so you're not you're not looking at it going what the hell is going on why is this here like that but yeah and then you find out that not only has Violet Evergarden gone on past the story to be this amazing writer to the point of everyone? She's got what a, a three month long list, I think, at one point in time. Yeah. Um, and that that's just to have someone write letters for you beautifully, and she's got the reputation to go with it. And then she does. She she's given the honor of writing the what was it? It was something to the ocean. Um, a, a poem, a psalm, a prayer. I forget what it was. It, it was, he wrote something that the chosen goddess of that year was mm-hmm. to read to the ocean as kind of a love letter to the ocean, thanking for the bounty, thanking for the, the, the sailors coming home, that kind of thing. And it was, yeah. it was interesting. They didn't, t- obviously you didn't get to hear what was said, um, but everyone was just, Full on, oh, that's so cool. It was beautiful. It was well written, all that stuff. So you find out she was very um, I would say more she she was much more emotionally um developed in the movie than she was in the show. The point of she actually mentions that if she ever sees Major again, she'll let him know that she knows what I love you means. 
it took a lot of time and a lot of effort, but she finally understood what that meant. And that was kind of, it was nice. It was nice. When, when you chose this, you did mention that everyone was saying that this movie was a nice end cap, a nice ending for the book or for the show, for the show. And I mean, I agree. It, it, it did a very good job. It answered a bunch of stuff. The movie as a standalone, it's got three separate stories that they play incredibly differently. Like it, it, it's they're they're not similar at all. You're not confusing what's going on with what. And I, I found personally the transition between present day and history and like middle history, very jarring, very um, it, it took you out of the story, perhaps because it was supposed to. I don't know, maybe um, certain things that happen in the, in the movie hit different because they did that. Um, maybe, maybe. But I, I personally didn't didn't feel like it jar- was that jarring. I, I felt like it, it was nicely tied in with each other. Per, per, personally, personally, that's what I think. Well, maybe I was more focused. Like you and I tend to focus on different things typically, which is honestly why I like talking to you. Um, even if it wasn't for the podcast, you, we, we talk <laughs> often about different things True and you enough. do open my eyes on a few different things. Um, but when I was looking at this, I was more focused on Violet and her story. And whenever it would jump to the present day of this girl who, what was her name? Delilah. I want to say, it, I found it kind of cool that they both were named after flowers. I forget what her name was. Um, wait, which, which one are you the talking present, The present day granddaughter. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure. Hang on one second. All right. But I found that whenever we go to her story, all she was really doing was it, it wasn't so much as a following the trail that Violet took more so as just finding out more about her and, and kind of answering the questions that we had while watching her story develop. Like, oh, yeah, did you know that she did this and did that and did this and did that? And you're like, oh, that's that's what that's what happened. That was significant because of that. OK, that makes sense. Yeah. Her, her name was uh, Daisy, by the way. Daisy. So they were both flowers. Well, um, I mean, like I thought maybe they were related, but that's. Uh, well, you know, the what? grandmother's name uh, was. Uh, well, her name is Daisy Magnolia. The grandmother is Clara Magnolia. And so you also have uh, Iris for another one, too. So they're all flowers. <laughs> no, not all of them. Just just a couple of them. But it but it does play a scene. It does play a portion of it. Yeah, I was going to say the boy in Via was also a flower, the family flower of Major and his older brother and the whole thing. And it's also never their really last in- name, too. So, yes, yes, it is. But uh, ironically enough, um, my grandmother used to grow Bougainvillas, Bougainvillas. I always called them Bougainvillas. Um, and what I thought was kind of interesting and kind of cool, um, because I actually know what this plant looks like. I know how it grows. I know a lot of a lot about it and how pretty they are. The hair color um, in Major and his brother were similar to what the Bougainvillas would um, bloom as initially. But I, I feel it was intriguing and interesting that the personalities were very standoffish and very thorn-like. And the Boyanvia actually has some really massive thorns 
I know this because I fell in the bush once. <laughs> Never did that again. Um, but they've did got you know? like, did you? you know, you know how they say every rose has its thorn. These, these, this is like a tree full of nothing but wants to kill you. And it, it, it was, <laughs> it, it felt, it, it, it felt like falling into a cactus. And unfortunately, yes, I know what that feels like too. But it, it felt like as a kid, I fell into this bush and it, it just needles everywhere. And that's kind of what the feeling I got was from their personalities. Very standoffish, very, very thorn-like, very strict, very, very immovable. They'll break before they bend kind of thing. And I thought that was an interesting take in how they did that with those characters. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad you said yeah, because I was looking at you like, do you understand anything of what I'm saying? Am I no, going not crazy? at all. I'm just, I'm just agreeing so we can move. <laughs> oh, oh, hurtful. Hurtful. You know, I love you. Oh, geez. Right. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, I just, I think personally, I'd have to look into it more. I'm not, I might not, I don't know. But um, I feel like the names and the, the flowers these people represent um, are also in their personalities the way that they're doing things you know right so i think there's some meaning in there that is just going over my head unfortunately but yeah no it's it's nice to think about it's great and to think if about I can, if i can remember it in two days time i'll definitely be looking it up to try to figure out what's going on um <laughs> cj says he's going to name his daughter bird of paradise those things are awesome and incredibly hard to grow my grandmother also grew those um Anyway, moving on. Um, one of the things that got me was a little earlier in the movie, you notice after they're talking about the phone being, uh, after they talk about their job essentially disappearing or going somewhere else and how the phone's going to eliminate them essentially. Right. Um, either the very next scene or, or one of the next scenes, you see a lamplighter walking down the road as it's turning to dusk. And an electric lamp turns on and you see him look at it and you're like, oh, shit, this man who's done this for years and years no longer has a job because somebody outsourced it. Well, it's not even it's not that they outsourced it. It's just it was outsourced to electricity. It's no longer a man-made job. His job disappeared. And it's as technology moves on and moves up and moves forward, more and more of these older jobs that seemed pivotal and seemed like rock solid are disappearing you know because you figure everyone's going to need light at night well now they do now they have it now (laughs) now it's damn near one in the morning and i've got i'm fully lit up because of these electric lights whereas before you know something odd years ago i wouldn't have any way to talk to you because we're talking about years ago but it'd be illuminated by lamps by candles by the streets would not have electricity of course so you'd have street lights Things like that. And those jobs just went away. Those jobs were taken in the name of technology. And it just, it foreshadowed, in my opinion, um, what would happen to Violet and and the Postal Service in that particular, uh, well, not necessarily the Postal Service, but the dolls, you know? So, yeah, yeah, it's just how I felt with it. And then by the time you reach the granddaughter's age, the current day, yeah, there, there are no more dolls. There are no more typewriter people. I do got a question. How come she never really replaced the hands? Were they sentimental in any way, shape, or form? Uh, like her hands? Her, her hands, yeah. I, like she had to go, like, her hands were messing up, and like she'd open up them? the wrist. 
Yeah. Well, she opened up the wrist like a watch, you know? Yeah. And she basically just unwound it or rewound it. Unwound it. She did something. Well, that you don't allowed know. Her... You don't know the full extent of everything that she did. No, I don't. You, you, you just, just see her do the motion of unwinding you, something. Right. You just see her tighten something up real quick and then she moves on and then that's it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you, you don't know. Unfortunately, we don't know the full aspect of everything that she did. And it's not that that they're sentimental or anything like that. It's um, it's that uh, she just has to frequently do repairs or do some repairs because, you know, that's all she has. She she better know how to how to be able to do that. Otherwise, she can't do everything that she's using her prosthetic hands for. You know, that makes sense. I just thought for some reason, if they're going to full metal alchemist, both her arms, um, eventually they would wear out. Eventually they would need to be replaced and you'd be able to just do that, you know, because it looked like she was having some severe issues and then she wasn't, you know, it was weird. Like, well, it's probably because she knows how to repair or take care of it. And it's not that they just completely seized up. It's just that they were having a little bit of an issue moving freely or properly so something probably was wasn't as tight or something was a little loose so what she did was she tightened it up she took care of it she did maintenance i mean like with anything else anything else metallic or 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 the like you have to do maintenance on it you know okay that makes sense so makes a lot of sense but i figured i don't know i assumed because of the complexity i guess it'd be just easier to replace them I don't know. Like it's it just in my head, it's easier to replace or at least go to someone, go to, go to a mechanic, if you will. And he'll be able to, or they'll be able to do the maintenance on it for you. He's obviously paid enough. She's, she's got, well, she, it's not that she's paid enough. She's got the backing of the military and someone wealthy. Otherwise she would have never had the hands in the first place. Right. So if she, if well, her typing skills were actually that impressive, where she was doing stuff for kings and queens and and, and princes and princesses, you know, I, I'm, I feel that you would uh, spend a little extra in order to keep the hands doing working well. You disagree? I I really I, I don't understand what your argument is. I mean, it's not that they're cheap arms; like they were, they're fully. I mean, like, dude, we don't even have technology like that now. All right, so well, I know. I, it's weird that they don't have a phone, but they've got these they, like Gundam phones. style. They're getting phones. They, they getting eventually phones. did. Yeah, and but what I'm saying is, is like I don't understand stand the argument for it. Right? She mm-hmm. has arms. It's not that she has writing that's good enough for all these people. It's or 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 anything like that. It's she she got the job. She did her job. And it's not mm-hmm. their job to make sure she's able to type or take care of her arms or anything like that. And it's not like she's making millions of dollars or anything like that to be able to do anything else. She, her arms were provided to her because of her service. And so she's take, it takes a lot of time and training and everything like that. But even with that being said, even if you have a state of the art piece of equipment, machinery, what have you, even that requires some maintenance. I mean, I agree with you, and I figured that she would take it to a mechanic of some kind rather than trying to do it herself. Well, it's not a matter of her trying to do it herself. She she knows how to do the basic maintenance because she's not always in an area where she can just 
stop and go to the maintenance and get it done. If she's sitting there and she's typing and she has to fix her hand so that way she can continue to type, she can't say, Hey, sorry, kid. I understand you're on death's door. Uh, I need to go, go get the, go, go see if the mechanic has an opening. I'll be back in a couple of days to get this taken care of. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm just saying like, hypothetically, I was going to say a couple of days, but no, I mean, you're not wrong. So it makes sense what you say, but I don't know. I figured if everyone has the ability to get a new arm, uh, there, there's a few other people that should have gotten a new arm as well. You know what I'm saying? Well, he, well, he, the reason why he didn't was a very plain and obvious reason why he didn't. He was hiding. Well, that, and he was without any identification. The only reason why she got hers was because she was military. Hmm. I remember that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's personal, personal perception, you know, it is what it is. I was really, really happy to find that even though all seemed lost, it really wasn't. And I think the resounding point of this whole movie, a re- reoccurring um, idea, if you will, is that it's never too late. It's only too late when you're dead. Right. So what did you get out of it? Uh, I mean, like I got a lot out of it, but like but besides the emotionally touching scene and that I already went in detail on. Yeah. Like, well, are you asking for something in particular? No, just, um, I don't think it's anything in particular I'm asking for. Um, just something other than what you've already mentioned. Well, I mean, you have to be probing for something if, if you're like, I am, I'm trying to figure out how far down the line you're, you're okay. Going on the podcast with, well, are we talking about the, I mean, like, dude, if, if anyone's, anyone seeing anything anywhere uh there's a lot of spoilers everywhere so you know (laughs) i mean if you're if you're okay with it i'd love to go into detail about two particular situations that would be spoilers one where i cried like a baby and i wasn't alone crying like a baby well we already talked about the death and we already know that he's alive i mean like we've already talked about it and he's on the cover so if if you're not if you're not able to, to pick up on the fact that, that he's alive from the cover. I didn't. Oh, <laughs> not even a little bit. I was, I, it took me until three quarters of the movie to realize major's alive. Not oh. only is he alive, he's thriving and helping citizens and helping people. I mean, and I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say, dude. I, I genuinely, to, to be fair. How long ago did we watch the, the show? No, I'm saying I don't know why it took you three quarters of the movie to figure that out. Oh, I thought they were hinting at like, you know, someone who looks like him or someone he taught or, or you know, so oh. when we left him, he was bleeding one armed and like one eyed. And he, well, every time I, I see, I mean, he stayed that way. But every time I saw him in the movie before we realized who it was, they never really showed his disabilities. Well, they didn't. I'm sorry. Like, they showed it, like a cut to the face. They showed a hint. There was no eyes. There was no hair. There was no. We we just heard the voice and in, in, in the physique. Uh, and okay. he keeps wearing the shirts that he keeps wearing the shirts that you can't really identify if he's missing a limb or not. Again, until the very and not the very end, but till till the the closer to the end when you're like, okay, that's just how he hangs. That makes sense. Okay. So I guess. Anyway, my uh, my thing. The, the thing that got me, other than uh, the child dying 
and leaving a really, really heartfelt letter for his mother, his father, and his little brother. The little brother one really got me, really got me, because I also have a little brother, and all the stuff that had been going on with the the brother being mean to his younger brother, and then being like, you should grow up and be spoiled in my on my behalf. Yeah, that really hit close to home. And I was like, God damn it. I didn't want to cry again. And then <laughs> it did just it was it was it was beautifully written, beautifully done and just hits you in the guts so hard, like a roundhouse kick from an MMA fighter, I'm sure. But the thing that really upset me after that, after we, we fast forward a little bit, Violet Evergarden realizes that her major is still alive her reason for being is still alive and he go she goes to him and then he's like screw it i started my new life here i don't need you i don't want you i don't want to see this you're going to open up new wounds or you're going to open up old wounds and it's just not something i need and well it's not even that like what he starts talking about isn't that i don't need you here because you're going to open old wounds it's because he feels like he doesn't deserve to be around her that he doesn't Correct. deserve to to truly under to truly be there with her or or anything else i mean it, it's it's a matter of of he, him feeling like he is in a situation or a point where he shouldn't be yeah, he's unworthy yeah you you find that out later when he's explaining it to someone else but when he expl- when he's telling her He's very harsh about it, and I was really upset. Great writing, because I was upset, you know? I was upset for some fake person yelling at another fake person. I mean, you can't get... You, you can't have higher accolades than... Yeah, I was able to cause an emotion from a fake thing. I was able to get you for real mad for something that I just made up. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm I'm super happy. But at the same time, when he's calling to her come back and all that stuff i'm like one she's too far away never be able to hear two can't see you too far away and three she's got two metal arms how are you gonna swim with metal arms well we don't know what type of metal they are you're right it it could be the kind of metal that floats on water (laughs) you know what dude they could be a special metallic alloy that is not as heavy all right cj says because she's a beast that's how and i agree she is a that's true though she is a beast. That is true, though. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that is true. I mean, I'd I'd love to believe. I would love to believe that she was able to move the stumps of her arm, the point of being able to swim with metal shackles, essentially. Yeah, and. When she finally stood in front of him and they basically poured their heart out to each other, that was such a touching moment. And it was it was desperately needed. I didn't realize how bad it was needed until it happened. And I'm like, this this is rounding out very, very nicely. And it was just beautiful. Um, and and CJ agrees with me. He says, uh, moonlight, them walking to each other. Chef's kiss. Just mwah. it was done. Well, it was. It was a little bit too much crying, um, and and I I feel like it it was drawn out a little bit too long, but not not to the point of being absurd, you know? Yeah. And yeah, no, I just I was I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly 
I'd watch it again. I don't know if I'd watch it again. Because that was that was a roller coaster of just a whole bunch of emotions that I don't typically like feeling all at once. Um what? You? Yeah, me. Me? Rick? Yeah, my, 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 I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Uh, obviously. Underneath a sweater, underneath a jacket, underneath uh <laughs> underneath uh, you know under armor you know it's just it's on my sleeve it's just covered by a, a crap ton of other clothes because it's winter time man uh, it was i thoroughly enjoyed it and it, it it made me similar to you where it made you remember your dad it made me remember my grandpa where you know you you have things you want to say and if you have the opportunity to say them it's it's a huge huge weight off your shoulders like there was some stuff I could not say to my grandmother because she passed too quickly. My grandpa, I was able to spend the last six months of his life with him, and I made sure everything was on the table. While he was still lucid, I made sure everything I wanted to say, everything I wanted him to know. Right. Stuff like that. I mean, but uh, yeah. And then when I left, he was still alive. I said goodbye, all that stuff. And it was hard. And uh, I was able to talk to him on the phone one last time. So this brought up memories of that. And... While not bad, I don't want to revisit it that often, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I gotcha. Do you have anything else to add? I honestly do not. I, I really honestly do not. I mean, it, it, was, it was a great movie, and it's one that you honestly have to watch, you know? And if you, haven't, if you, if you have no soul, if you have nothing in your body, no, no heart in your, in your, you know, in your body, I, I would honestly say that you got some issues. If you don't shed at least <laughs> one tear from yeah, this. If you movie. didn't shed at least one tear from this, you got problems. I agree with that. I a hundred percent agree with that. Hundred percent. So I think this is a this is a great spot for a rating, sir. How would you? How do you? How do you feel about that? Um. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. As tradition states, I'll give my number first. <laughs> Good. Um. Good, yeah. I, I don't think my heart can take it. <laughs> um, this was strong. This this is gonna be one of the 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 ones that are up there, nine or ten, probably. Um, the animation style, amazing. The attention to detail, just like the anime, flawless. Um, it hits you in the emotions. It it it, it hits you right in the feels, and it didn't hold back at all. Full throttle. I'm struggling because I, I don't want to say 10, but I don't have a good reason not to. And yeah, I'm going to have to go with 10. All right, good. Because that's what I'm going with. I'm going with the 10 for this as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's flat out. No brainer. I've seen it twice already. I loved it both times. Uh, second time, obviously, it was way more impactful for me. It, it definitely hit a lot, uh, lot harder mm-hmm. this time. Uh, simply because of events that had transpired, but I believe it, you know, I mean, like, honestly, that's, that's, that's really it, dude. I mean, I got nothing negative to say about it. I mean, it definitely is a very, if you are, how can I put this? If, if you are already depressed, if you are not, if you are not in the right state of mind, this is not the movie for you. You, you have to have a very, very, very specific state of mind to be able to watch this movie i would say that if you ever feel like you're congested emotionally like so my sister 
once told me a long time ago where after a good cry, she feels amazing. And I typically, because I, like, I, I cried at my grandfather's funeral. I cried basically because of the anime you make me watch. <laughs> you know. um, you're lying, April, that kind of thing. Um, this movie, I feel like if you feel congested and need a, need a release of a cry. Um, yeah. So CJ actually says it's, it's, it's like a, a very cathartic movie. Yeah, if you need a cathartic release, uh, you just need to cry. You just need to feel emotions that are not dull. This is a very good movie to do it. It gets you invested. It it, it does a real good job at storytelling. And yeah, yeah, I would say this is this is my go-to movie now from now on. If I need if I need to cry, you know, it's short enough that it's not going to take all day. But it's impactful enough that it's it's it does the job <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. No, no argument there. Next week's choice is a movie. And it's on Netflix and it's called Mirai. Mirai. You know this okay. because we had a very long <laughs> discussion on the translation and the pronunciation of this name. And I have very good authority to back me up a lot of resources a lot of people a lot of crowdsourcing that that backs up the name of this it is uh that is the name of it it is m i r a i uh it is also very, yes yes it is it is also something i've i've never seen before but you know it's it looks i'm i'm not going to lie man it kind of looks like uh the girl who left through time just looking at the cover art so we'll see how this goes okay um that's all the time that we have for today. And uh, if you feel like we got something right, something wrong, we did this way too much justice, not enough justice, which I don't know how that's possible, but you know, hey, <laughs> mistakes happen. And uh, feel free to let us know at featured anime podcast at gmail.com, at those anime guys on Twitter, featured anime podcast on Facebook. Or if you want to talk to us in our Discord, uh, we're always hanging out in there. Links for that's going to be in the show notes for you or the description. Uh, whenever we do record, we do try to record live. Uh, so you get to hear a lot of the outtakes that are going to be uh, gone after after this moment. So if you want to catch uh, catch that, you know, you should subscribe to us on YouTube. And, and trust me, you, there's some some genuine, beautiful gold that's on there that'll that'll never see the light of day again. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we also have a, a store, so you could go to the store shop.featuredanimepodcast.com to buy yourself some swanky swag. Uh, you want to hear the pre and post content that's uh, available, you dollar a month, get you all that bonus content. And uh, we have affiliate links for the series and the OVAs. I don't have one for the movie yet, but we do have affiliate links. That's going to be in the description there for you, too. Uh, if you click on those, we do get a little kickback should you buy anything on the on the site uh so it's very much appreciated and until next time i'm jack i'm rick <laughs> and we'll cry together next time later 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.